Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Mary. Just Mary. To be more like Mary, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. We are delighted to bring you a very special episode of the Joe Marler Show today. In fact, it's a Joe Marler Show first. Tom Fordyce has gone on holiday and turned his phone off, the lazy sod. So I'm all alone. Uh, but I don't want you to feel sorry for me just yet. You can feel sorry for me at the end of this episode because I'm definitely going to take a pepper in. This is definitely going to be a shambles, a complete shit show. But thankfully, I have got backup. And it is very, very professional backup in the very round shape of the giant, human and ever familiar Dan de Bear Cole. Coley, thank you so much for rescuing us on this. Um, you're the journalist and the professional broadcaster today. So how are you feeling? Great. Um, yeah, I don't feel any pressure at all. A bit sweaty around here. Um, just a question Ooh. first. Who's going to be peppering you? Who's going to be peppering me? Yeah, you said you're going to be taking a good peppering. Excellent. Because it's going to be a shambles. So. I knew that would be one of the things, first things you pick up on. Well, you, because yeah. you're a pernickety fuck and you pick up on every fault that I have and every fact that I get wrong and every word that I say in the strangest way. And your singing voice. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my singing voice. Have you have you seen his... Uh, sorry. Go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, you need to introduce you need to introduce our guest before I can talk to him. So, oh yeah, um, <laughs> oh, if you could do that, no, please, we'll, we can then get on with it. can wait for a bit. Let's, let's build. <laughs> he's just sat there like, what minute? What minute? We're meant to build what up the suspense. Just shut your eyes. So. Pretend you can't see him. Right, right. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, that was obviously an attempt at a warm welcome and a thank you to a good friend of mine for for coming back on and helping because, believe it or not, Dan, you have been an incredibly popular addition to the show. And this is from Dave in Holland. <laughs> Did we reach as far as Holland? We've got someone called, in, we've got someone called in, Dave in Holland. This baby. doesn't sound that legit. It sounds almost like Lou, the producer, <laughs> has gone, right, yeah, I'm going to have to make up a thing to make Dan feel welcome. Anyway, Dave in Holland. Yeah, think of a common name and then... <laughs> mm. Pick one on the map. Yep, Holland. They won't track him down. Right, he says you're pure gold. A nugget truffled up from the undergrowth of professional rugby and he thinks you need a regular slot. How does that make you feel, Dan? You're a you're a nugget that's been truffled up. I thought of a regular slot would be lovely. Thank you. Um 
This isn't one of those, mate. I'm not having you come yeah, on here. Uh, You're not- the professional broadcaster. Sorry, yeah. Oh, what I should be doing is what Tom does, and just like and mention like, oh, I was just writing a book with. Um, <laughs> he's got oh, he's got oh, hard for Tom. Tom Brady the other day. <laughs> he's got hard for Tom. Tom's the, isn't it right. Brilliant. He's not here, is he? He thought I was from Bedford. He thought I was from Bedford, so I'm going hard for him. Yeah. Anyway, isn't there another person oh, here fuck. that yeah, we should there's be? This bloke, you do apparently he is a person, but I refer to him um, as just a nose. It's Tips, Justin Tipperick. I was wondering if he, if he zoomed in. <laughs> how, how are you, Nose? How, how are you, boy? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for the welcome back. Yeah, you're buzzing to be on it with uh, your extra special favourite um, shadow partner in Dan Yeah, Cop. it's been a long time. No, see, definitely. Oh, it's good to get up with a gang. Usually I have to see, sneak in your room to come and see you both, but no, it's nice to see you both. <laughs> Good to see you too. I think the last time we saw you, we were beating you at FIFA, weren't we? But um... yeah, it is good to see you again, um, even though it appears. <laughs> whoa, no, whoa, wait! This FIFA note, you played me once, then ran away and refused you... to play again. So because we're undefeated, having, we're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, you're like that's it. We're retiring, yeah. never um, playing again. Well, at least you've admitted to it, though. At least you've admitted to, you've done the big thing and admit to losing. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby had an off day, so um, yeah. Right, uh, because of the last episode that you were on, uh, tips. A good, a good friend of mine messaged me at twenty-five past six this evening. Actually, haven't heard from him for a couple of days, um, and this is all he had to say. He went, "Shout out to Mick the pedo. It had me in bits." And do you know who that's come from? That's come from Mick's son, Matt. <laughs> so, just to clarify, yeah, he's, you know, he's just clearing that one up. On He's listened now. Um, he knows that I've got your number and he's hunting you down. He's going to have his, uh, he, he wants his dad's name cleared. It's bullshit that you've just come up. Just because someone drives a fucking space cruiser does not mean. Anyway, uh, oh, <laughs> let's. Okay, whilst we're at it, on behalf of Matt, because, you know, it helps with him as well. It is nice to have you back on. However, there was no need to uh, dress up um, (laughs) as Mr. Zoidberg from Futurama. Right, have you heard of uh, sun cream? Yeah, I'm not red, yeah. Are you that red? I'm looking at I'm, turn the contrast down on the screen tips. That's the thing. I'm looking at the logo of the show, which is bright red, and your face is blended into it. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate! I'm worried. You've got to get some SPF yeah. 50 on you. I know. Well, I haven't had much to do, but I sit around and uh, sit outside in the sun. So yeah, probably a bit burnt. Okay, right. He's just got his 5,000 acres to look after. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Ah, oh, yeah. uh, yes. Right, uh, Dan, oh, you're in charge yeah. here. You've got to try and get us back on track. Where are we going? Come yes. On. Right. Uh, we need to ask Tips how uh, his shoulder's doing and why he's not been recalled to the Lion Squad. Right, that's not... <laughs> no, no. Because you should be healed by now, shouldn't you? Should, should he... Yeah, 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 I'm obviously uh, not taking the same stuff as Al, that's the problem. I was, I was hoping you'd, um, <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't like, 
oh we need to ask him this i was hoping you'd go a little bit more with the natural flow of oh so i <laughs> no he's actually just gonna read a script and go for it anyway yeah. answer the question tips why aren't you fixed yeah. and big al is um oh, he's made a different stuff compared to me and he so I'm, I'm basically too soft but um yeah we have obviously different injuries but he's still uh oh, he's mad and he? he is mad let's be honest Right, let's get to the headlines of the Lions-South Africa team announcement and the biggest shocks or certainties that, that we had in it. What do you reckon, Dan, tips? Um, we're going by your team. We got it all wrong. So Right, so Darren, but, we on the last episode, we we had Darren Fatland and Razzie Cole, I, me and Coley, pick our team tips and we really had a right. stinker. We got nowhere near, in fact. Uh, well, the forwards, I think we got four. There's no jinx. He's not even made it on the bench. What? We, he was in our side, mate. What, how has he not made it on the bench? Obviously, Dickie's gone well. He has gone really well. But it's still a bold yeah. call to go. Go on then, mate. Go and start for the Lions against South Africa. And then yeah. you've got big Ken. Come on, Lam Ken. Coming for, coming off the bench to provide the impact. Apparently, instead of having a subsuit, he has a, a blazer, and that's <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> you um, know, there, there, there's, there's a there's a bet going in the rugby community of who out of uh, Ken Owens and Dan Cole are going to become members of their unions uh, first, council <laughs> members. So, at the moment, Ken is he's evens. And Coley, you're two to one uh, to become an RFU council member. What, what do you th- feel about that? I, I actually saw, I saw, I wasn't considering it. Then I saw the other day in uh, a village nearby to me, the Leicestershire council rep has a sponsored car. So I thought, better than I've ever had out of rugby. So I'm going to be, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> taking that job. Right, going back to Ken's point, he's on the Scarlet's board though. Are you on the Leicester board? What do you mean no, he's on not. the board? So... This is this is changing the odds. Ken, part of uh, when pay cuts and stuff came involved, part of the agreement was for Ken to sit on the board of the Scarlet, so he, he goes to board meetings and <laughs> so everything. So at any point in these negotiations, I'm playing my head, he's gone in there going, I'll defend, I'll get this money back, I'll get this money back. And they've gone, how can we make this work? Spot on the board? I'll take it. And that's literally, <laughs> like, he's gone back in there like, yeah, sorry, lads, they're not going to budge, not going to budge. What did you get? Spot on the board. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> Nailed it. But what are you thinking is I'm one step in front of Corley to get that job. Yeah. He is. That's thinking. <laughs> true. Anyway, um, we'll segue back to the yeah. team. <laughs> um, looking at the team, ha- yeah. like without getting into individuals, what do you think the broad overall plan? Because I look at that team and I think they're going to try and play, build a score basically, and then potentially with a bench that comes on, they're going to try and keep the score going, if so. I mean, if you look at, say, Murray, Farrell, those kind of blokes coming off the on the field. What do you think, Tips? It's actually, turns out Joe hasn't actually watched any of the rugby yet. No, well, if we go back to 2017 or even the one before, it was always before the test games, used to play quite a lot of rugby, didn't we? Um, he used to like throwing the ball around, but then as soon as it comes to the test games, he used to like to put it tight, driving malls, scrums all that side of it. 
Um, so I don't know whether you can do that against South Africa, we, we'll see, but um, usually that's the case. He likes to tighten it up a bit more, especially, with, as you say, with the team he's picked. It's, it's looking more like that way. But I think when uh, we've got, you never know who's going to pick you. I don't think anyone ever knows, do we? When, when you've been involved, all the years I've been involved with him, I'd say every every time he goes to name a squad, you're like on on edge, no matter who you are, um, just because he, he can uh, turn heads with a with a moment. Really, should we say? I don't think he ever really knows who he's going to pick until <laughs> until someone goes, "You should pick him," and he'll go, "Yeah, good one." That um, no, I mean, like he he does keep a lot of things last minute, especially the way he talks in his press conferences and and um, the media that's been put out by the lines, how robust. I don't like that word. Like how how is that ro- how is a robust team selection mean? Like I don't think that's robust. Surely it means like to be tough. Like steel is steel robust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure was going. I just didn't. Like Where, where's this point robust. going? Yeah. The point was, I just didn't like the word that he used for his team meeting. I'd have preferred like, oh, it's quite a tricky meeting or a conf- or confrontational meeting. I wanted like Gregor Townsend fucking going over the table, beating shit out of Steve Tandy and going, hey, Paul, no, I want Chris Harris in the team. And you go, hey, boy, oh, fuck off. I'm going to fucking have a... <laughs> Fuck, who's the... I, I, uh, no, we're going to fucking have Robbie Enshaw in the team, you know? <laughs> And then Gats, and then Gats coming in and goes, "Oh, fellas, let's just sit down and uh, eat some fish and chops, and just uh, chill out, hey." <laughs> and then Jen, <laughs> then Jen goes in the corner, just kicking balls into the wall. All right, boys, how you doing? How you doing? And then you got Bobby; he's in fucking just bouncing. No, go for rope. You send the rope. That's how I want the selection meetings to go. It might have happened. It might well have happened. <laughs> We ca- we cannot move on until we discuss the original shadows, Dan. Can we? No, we can't, Joe. So tips. How's your how's your boy Talupe? Because for me, that was a big big shock as well, especially with his experience in history of the Lions. Yeah. No, let you see. Um, I I haven't spoken to him since selection, so I'll probably give him a bell later tonight or tomorrow. But oh, good uh, thanks, good thanks for waiting until after the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought I'd better wait until uh, see how you boys tuck me up with what I say about him, so I may have to ring him and apologise. <laughs> no, but no, knowing him, he is, uh, you know what he's like. He's probably like, oh, I've been playing rubbish, or, you know, even though he's been playing well, he always you know, says how rubbish he is and what have you, but um, I'd imagine he, he'd be supported of of Jack and just want to get involved in the next test knowing him. Right, let's talk about the backs. Dan, you're the expert on this. Centre pairing. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah Brilliant. Yeah. Not, just not just that picture. long pause was enough. <laughs> um, well, Henshaw and Daly. Right. Uh, Henshaw's obviously going to be the tough runner and Daly, I think, will give you the probably... This, hopefully, on. I think the Lions try and create some yeah, space. I'm, I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the subtleties on a... Uh, <laughs> the floated pass. That thing the backs do. Um I, I haven't watched against Africa. He's such a... Like, 
I can't, like, someone's going to pull me apart because I don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to back play. But I'm looking at South <laughs> Grey, there was space out wide, wasn't there? Like, Lions made space in the wide channels. And I think Daly about there to exploit that because he can make a bloke miss and then he has pace to burn, doesn't he? So I say, if he can get space in the outside channels on his outside break, um, you know, the Lions could be in business and that could be an area they're targeting. I think that's actually a really good answer, Dan, for someone that says he's not an expert. Thanks. Um, I'm not. I don't really know what the backs do, apart from fuck up a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The oh, tips. What about the venom? He's just said that. Uh, I know that's that's been held in for a while. (laughs) A lot. Yeah, it's a constant. He literally just went. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the backs do apart from fuck up a lot. The vent. It was like uh, I don't know what they do, but fucking fuck up, fucking fucking wankers, wankers. And he's he's got as red as you have, Zoidberg. We got a pair of fucking <laughs> calm, Musa, Musa. Uh, do you think we've got enough oomph on the bench? Is there enough? And is there enough firepower? Do you think? Uh, we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out at the weekend. Fuck's sake, that's not the idea. Yeah, okay, so we could ask, we could do the whole podcast where we just ask the question and you reply, well, uh, I don't know the answer, but we'll find out on the weekend, okay, after everything. So how do you think the lines will get on, Dan? We'll find out at the weekend, will we? Brilliant. You're a fucking helmet. The whole point I'm um, asking about the replacements is we've spent the majority of our... In fact, I haven't got a Lions test career. Uh, Dan, you have, but it's been coming off the bench. So we're all experts. I've I've got loads of uh, caps off the bench for my country. Tips, you have because... Uh, well, yeah, sorry, because of Warby and... Coley, you haven't really got a lot of expertise on coming expertise coming off the bench. So this, no, this I, is uh, I mean, last time I came off the bench went really well in an international <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, so, that's why um, I said you don't have any expertise <laughs> of coming off the bench. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have expertise. I, I, I have expertise of coming on and making an impact, just not a positive one. So um, let, let's give a little insight to any listeners, if there are any, apart from I'm going to say Tom. Tom Fordyce is probably going to listen back to this to see how much you've slagged him and how much of a shit show <laughs> we've done. But let's give an insight into. Drinking, he's secretly open. It's going badly. Drinking, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> You know, it's like when you get hoping. from a team. He's see- yeah. He's, he, yeah. he, it's not secretly. He clearly knows it is going badly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it like being on the bench and waiting to come on? Um, it's exciting, but it's also... The thing with the bench is, obviously, you don't know what situation... Before the game, you obviously don't know what situation you're going into. Like, you might be ahead, you might be behind. So, the bench is... It's strange in the fact that you can often be a bit more relaxed in the build-up, in the warm-up and stuff. Like, you want to get the troops going, but I've always found it's a different mindset to when you start because you know you're going to be instantly. But you sort of, as soon as the game starts, you're literally watching your bloke, aren't you? And every time he goes down, you're like, oh, I'm on, no. And then you, it's kind of like that's you. <laughs> but you've also got the situation of, like, are you ahead, are you behind? What's the You've got to read the game and know when you're coming on, you're trying to make a positive impact in regards to, you know, what you can do and where you can help out. And, yeah, it's quite a, well... I'm probably making it sound tougher than it is, but 
you know, there is the benches are in today's game because no, you, you know, you're getting on as well. It's that you know, it is a challenge you have to stay involved, and you just sometimes as well, you just want to get on the pitch and play. It's a tough role to do, isn't it? It is a tough yeah, role. It to is do one of those something. things I was going to say, blood out your ass. It's coming on the field. You've got about 20 minutes to go, and you know that you can't stop running because it's like. 20 minutes should be able to do that with a breeze and then like you literally blow out your ass after three minutes and you're like oh, I just want to walk over there but you can't and you literally got this battle like, get the second win soon get it soon get it soon normally it comes after about 20 minutes when the game's over but you're like brilliant I've just fucking slogged your guts out and you're just trying to not look unfit I am so glad you've said that Coley because that is precisely why when I'm on the bench I'm like I don't want to get off it um, you guys go ahead. I want you boys to win, and but I don't want to come off the bench because you have to do that. When you start, you don't have to run everywhere. You don't have to run to every scrum. You don't have to run to every line out. You don't have to get off your ass to get in the defensive line. You don't have to get off your ass to get in the attacking shape. You can just plod about the place from scrum to scrum, from set piece to set piece. Because you know that you're starting the game. Do you know what I mean? And you can get away with... Well, kind of, that's my mindset. Really poor mindset. Um, probably why I haven't achieved as much as um, Zoidberg 1 and Zoidberg 2 have in their careers. But <laughs> I just don't... That second wind, wind gives me so much fear that I'm like, I don't want to get... I don't want to... They're always like, come on, boys, get your second wind in. And you're like, no, don't want it. I'll just stick with my first wind. I'm happy with this one wind, actually. In fact, I, I don't even want to wind. I, I just want to sit here. <laughs> you just want to come on for like the final two minutes to get your like appearance, you know, get, get the stat yeah. in the book. And then, yeah, cap or like, if it's your club, your sort of appearance, then it's like, yep, put that one in the like books. That, uh, who you. was it who did that? There was, I'm sure there was a famous England player that did that. Was it Shawsy? Or so he was definitely had a bad back or he's definitely injured or... And he was like, "Nah, nah, I'll be all right. I need to, I need to get, I need to get on the pitch." I think it was might have been about. Come on, Coley, you got to help me with this. Might have been against South Africa or someone. And he managed. He like got physio every day, twice a day, three days before going in it. And he was still in bits, but he was like, "I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I'll be all right." Thirty, just because he wanted to start, get the cap, get the match fee. Thirty seconds in, kick off. Takes a hit, back spasm, straight off. <laughs> That's commitment to the course, boys. He put his body on the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I believe that actually happened, yeah. And it, all week in the <laughs> United units, he just he wasn't literally... sure whether to... He, maybe maybe he took, we'll, like, we'll just he, go with an unnamed player. Yeah. Unnamed player, <laughs> yeah. And if it's the person I'm thinking of, he basically... Uh, Adam had back all week and did like I think it was maybe team run Friday we did a line out spot where he checked out to the front and he was like yep yeah, that's me sort of I've got it no problem like, do you want to run any other line outs no I'm alright mate don't worry about it like okay <laughs> <laughs> right so just to clarify it was not it was not Simon Shaw just to clarify it wasn't Simon Shaw it is an unnamed player that that Both was about six Cole foot nine, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it was between six foot eight and six foot ten, and really big. Yeah, it was. It was. I can't name him. I can't remember his name. Um. Anyway, talk about benches. Yeah. Have we seen the African bench? Obviously, yes, Joe, great, you're doing your research. Great segue. Great segue, Dan. But we need some adverts, and because you did so well last week, 
you're going to have to cue the ads this week. So, ready? I'll get... I'll, I'll, brrr, poof, go. Here are the ads. Is that it? it was, was, <laughs> we're not actually doing adverts, Justin. Come back, mate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> has he actually left oh, he's yeah. fucking left and he's gone he's put the kettle on he's got three minutes he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no what live ads they're not uh, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> he's actually he's done. left he left <laughs> sports stars they're like superheroes but they're actually real which is why we've made a podcast about them you see They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. It's that time in the show when we thank our lovely Patreons, our official sponsors. First up, it's Daniel on the Beers, Baker, Melch, Allo Allo, Way, Dave South, Not North, Worth, Philip Hans Zimmer, and Josh, Not Jeff, Buckley. To be more like Daniel, Mel's, Dave, Philip and Josh, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and grow the show. Right, Dan, you've got to do out of the ads as well. Go. Those are the ads. Hopefully you're still with us. Hopefully Justin's still with us. And um, after our expert analysis about the Lions team, there is another team playing this weekend and that is the world champion Springboks. So let's talk about them. I'll start. They're really good. <laughs> Joe, what are your thoughts? <laughs> this is fucking got great carnage. Scrum. Next line. <laughs> right, okay. <sighs> let's go. They've got... Uh, they're big. Um, they're horrible. And I'm a bit confused... As to why Razzy Erasmus has gone for the starting front row that he's gone for, with the greatest of respect, usually when someone with the greatest of respect says that, they're going to be disrespectful, which kind of is what I'm going to do. But I'm starting the South Africa bench front row every day of the week over there starting. So what what's going on there? Coley, I need an insight. Tips, I need a, some sort of 
insight into why he's doing that. I don't know. That's what my, that was my initial thoughts, obviously, being scrum nors. Like, you look at the front row, kits off Mal Herb, especially, being on the bench, you'd expect them to start. Now, only, I think Mal Herb, has he been in COVID protocol? So I might be, the thinking is, he's going to play the final 30 or something like that. And because he's a really good scrummer, you build on your strength and you play kits off with him, who can bring carry and knows how to come off the bench as well. Um, so you can bring those two on. They've got Lou Diego as well, who's massive, who hasn't played, but will kind of, you know, I'm guessing they're going to play him back into condition. And yeah, I think it would not surprise me again if they, the box almost loaded their bench to try and ramp up the physicality in that final part of the game. Didn't they do the same in the World Cup though? Didn't they call their bench, had a nickname or something? Am I right in saying it that? The bo- it was the bomb squad. It was the bomb squad. They they went for it. That's what it was, is it? The yeah, bomb but squad. They had, they, but they had a starting team that was also as good as their their bench team as well. So I kind of understood that, but right, okay. I'd say they're, they're, the starters they're putting out this week are considerably weaker than there so I get what they're trying to do still but I don't know I don't, it's a weird one I'm, I'm just so glad I'm not a coach I'm so glad yeah that's the only thing I was thinking about because the set piece has been spoken about so much in regards to oh scrum 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 it would be interesting like you look at the referees and stuff a lot of the games they've kind of almost avoided the scrum in some regards like you know you sort of play away knock on advantages and maybe they don't want to referee it so in actual fact it's Africa going to start there perceived weaker scrummage in set piece because there might not be actually that many scrums in the first half of the game especially if the Lions want to play and then they can slow when the game slows down they bring on the heavyweights and grind it out are they going to be do you think they've got enough game time under their belts from a set, two South Africa get A games yeah, I think if the Lions start well maybe it might be a bit of doubt in the head or maybe we are a bit undercooked um, especially from that A game, they seem to slow down quite a bit. Um, but yeah, if, if, especially the it's all going to come down to set piece, and let's be be honest about it. If, if they if they don't get their driving more going and the Lions stopped out like they did in the A game, I think um, they, they'll find it hard again. The game I watched, I started watching um, Chasing the Sun this week. You know the Springboks behind the scenes, how they won the glory oh, yeah. of. Uh, oh God, I can't <laughs> say the words. How they won the glory! <coughs> how they won the glory of the fight! How they won the World Cup final! <laughs> God! Oh. How they achieved what they achieved! Um, and it was actually quite interesting to hear Razi speak with all his staff before the Japan game, and how Japan had like like moving the ball about, going wide, play a bit more free flowing rugby, and all that lot. And they immediately spoke about going back to type, and he was like fuck that we're going to take every set piece we're going to take our time we're going to slow it down as much as we can we're going to throw everything into into the breakdowns and just go back to type um and i think that's exactly what they're going to try and do this weekend that they'll just they have they have to go back to type there's they're not it's not disrespecting them but they haven't got a huge plan b have they where they're going to throw the ball around so they're just well, ramp up their type a. was fairly good wasn't it yeah their, their plan a worked pretty well um in the world cup and previously so you know they're fairly good at what they do and again you've got to try and stop it and they say they've got ability to 
you know, they're not just with their wingers and stuff. They've got pace. They have ability to when the game breaks open. Those blokes can, as you know, run around your loose head prop and score. So, yeah, <laughs> there were I other think people. Be, yeah. There were other people around me. I'm not naming any names, but there were also. In fact, you were outside me. I was. I was. I was inside you. I was. Yeah. You were inside. <laughs> I thought Miles was going to force him back on the inside. I was deep inside you. Yeah, you, I was like, you're going to force him inside back inside, force him me. back in. Oh no, he's just he's just turning on the outside. Inside Brilliant. Well, of me, how I love yeah. to be, how I want to be inside of me. So yeah, that was that. But I remember, I remember listening to. Oh well, Alad Walters who's at the club now at Leicester. Now he obviously was their conditioner during the World Cup, and he said to us like, they worked out their game plan for the World Cup, like before the rugby championship, they thought it was going to win him, which would be scrum ball, you know, kick chase, all that kind of stuff. So it's, that's what they've been doing for two or three years. Same players, same staff, like it's what they know. It's what they're good at. So you can't expect them to be even on short prep. They'll go back, you know, they'll probably do what they know. There might be a couple of wrinkles in there. Like they might try and move the ball wide early doors just to, make you think, oh God, they're going to move the ball wide. And they'll just punch you in the face a few times. So yeah, I expect them to <laughs> bring the physicality up. Like when, when we look at the South Africa um, and even when you play now, when, it, when you get close to people's try lines, you, you get excited, don't you? As in you think you're going to, you know, it's pretty easy to score when you have a bit of territory. But you see, even in the, the A game, you've seen a bit, South Africa is some of the best goal line D um, out there and and when we lost our semi-final we we were on their line oh, oh I don't know for, for minutes and minutes after each other and we, we weren't getting over that line and I think um, when I when I looked back at the game that was probably a, a big part of the game and then they went up the other end and, and kicked the three points that, that won the game really after after that bit of goal line D um, and uh, they're known for that which is pretty hard to do if you know what I mean Right, I'm going to now actually segue to we haven't got a huge amount of experience, like I mentioned earlier, of starting the first test. But let's try and give an insight again. No, I fucking hate using that word. Stop it. Let's try and give a bit of a flavour as to what the first test week is like, because we've all helped and prepare. So let's let's just talk about that. Does everyone everyone get serious or does it still remain a little bit casual? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does change. The atmosphere changes. Everyone starts to tense up a bit. Training goes a bit bonkers. Al's normally starting fights. From um, 2017, I remember it was actually Coley starting on Johnny Sexton. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he started on me. That was, a, that was the third test. It was the third test oh, that he, he started test. on me in Queenstown, yeah. We'll have to save that yeah. for the third test edition, but you definitely upset yeah. a lot of people on that fucking third test week. <laughs> um, was that the week that we did the scrums? Yeah. No, I no, what, the, the famous <laughs> scrum thing we've spoken about? Or the one where Wig, we were, we were, pr- we were probably still half cut from uh, um, Fergburger, the amount of time we spent in Fergburger and those bars. Oh, my God. Anyway, but we were training, weren't we? We were doing scrums one next day, and us as the shags weren't really going. They put the starters and the bench going together in live scrums, and then I think Wig had turned around and seen us like kicking a ball about or something, not really engaged. 
<laughs> and he's gone, right, you fuckers, you get in, you do a scrum. And we were like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, God, really dehydrated here. Um, and we wander over and we go up against the starters and we absolutely pulled their pants down. And... <laughs> Never getting up from it, and Coley, bright red as ever, just turning to me like with the smuggest little smile, like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're still here, we are still okay, here. Then we, then we got swapped out. That was our one scrum. We got swapped out for fucking it up, and that was it. Like, yeah, cheers. Yeah, Wig was like, right, Back you two to the get sidelines. Yeah, <laughs> get out. Go play. Go do your keepy ups on the side. Your pair of prats. Fuck yeah. sake. So that's how we prepared the the test team. That's that's the one thing um, in my little time that I was there for. That it's, it was good blokes, and that was the main thing uh, from the vibe I was there for the first two weeks. It was literally, it was a great bunch of boys, and everyone wanted to get to know each other and help each other. But I, I think it's still tough. Well, we know it's like when we weren't involved back in 2017, we could go for a bit of food together, or we knew we had a midweek game to concentrate on. Where now the boys have got two weeks. If you're not involved, you're stuck in a hotel and just training basically knowing that i know you you you're not really gonna have much of a chance this is an injury or a bit of bad form to to play so i think that's going to be tough for the boys not being involved that they can't just go and have their own little five minutes a little chat with with the boys have a quiet beer or a bit of food um that's a good it is a very good point about um what you've said about activities and how they keep focusing these these next two weeks do you think we could maybe you know give them an opportunity to release and vent by just offering for them to come on this wonderful professional podcast um i was, I was just thinking when you're when you're yeah when you're offering to release them i thought where's this going um hey, if, <laughs> if we get if we get some like proper lions on this lion special show well, that would actually make the the show justifiable to be called a lion special, rather than getting the shower of shit that is fucking us lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, this has been one big shit show. I have no idea if we're going to be back again. In fact, I'm almost certain we're getting cancelled. So let's just give a quick prediction. What? The- <laughs> What is going to happen on Saturday? And if Coley, if you turn round and say, oh, well, we'll find out at the weekend. That's my answer. I will fucking wring your neck virtually. So I'm going to go with tips first. Tips, what's happening Saturday? The Lions are going to go 1-0 up. Uh, I just think the South African are going to be a little bit undercook. And I think if the Lions get a good start, early start, first points on the board, then... I don't think there's any stopping them. If I Any sense. other cliches you want to just slip in? Is it is it going to be a game of two halves? Yeah. Um, I think Quagga Smith is going to be good for South Africa. I think people are probably going to underestimate them, um, especially playing number eight. Not many people have probably seen much of him because he's been over in Japan playing. Um, I think he he's going to be tough to stop, especially over the ball. Because uh, the Lions have been a little bit lighter the the breakdown on first and second phases, and he he'll be around the ball there, and um, yeah, and if they can get go forward uh, through um, nine and ten, um, then Lions are. Coming Why have off. you waited until the end of the episode <laughs> to give a fucking real expert analysis 
on the gap. You twat. I asked you these questions at the start. We could have fucking saved an extra hour and a half of recording. Well, you want to know about the game? I thought we just have a catcher. Anyway, that was he's it. Done, he's done us here, Joe. He's absolutely done us. Like, he's, that's really, you've had to really listen good. to my opinion on the back line, and we've got this expert just sat there, like, yeah, twats. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait for of, it. Uh, wait for Parker it. Smith wait as well. Oh, yeah. No one's out. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. You'll have a red card straight to oh, you. Oh, know, God. Right? Here we go. Right, Coley, here's to you, <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. What do you think is going to happen Saturday? Don't do it. You want to do it. I know you want to do it. I'll let you just do it then. I'll let you get it out of your system. Right, Coley, what do you think is going to happen Saturday? Um, I, I, in my head, I'm playing out. I say Lions win, South Africa win. You look at both sides, everything. So I don't really want to make a prediction, but you know, the result, we're going to find out the weekend, aren't we? So it's going to be great. <laughs> Think you're funny, don't you? What are your thoughts, Joe? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. I think it's going to be a a 24-all draw. Oh, wow. All right, so you've gone draw, tips gone Lions. I'll go South Africa. You can't backtrack now. You just said, oh, we're waiting till the weekend. Well, that's what <laughs> we are, because I've got the South Africa, tips got Lions, you've got a draw. We'll find out the weekend, won't we? What a lovely way to draw the show to the close to a close to the to the close. Fuck! <laughs> Fucked it! We nearly did it! We nearly did a fucking professional out. What a lovely way to end the show, Dan. As professional as that. Tips, it has been an absolute joy um, to have your face on this Zoom call again. Um, even if it is somewhat worrying me that you might have done some everlasting damage to your skin through a lack of <laughs> lack of sun cream application. So thank you so much for joining us again. No, thank you for Coley, having me. We, we managed to do it. I don't know how we managed to do it, but we managed to get to the end of it. I don't think we've managed to produce anything yet. Hopefully the producer will sort this share of shit out. <laughs> We've got Tips's minute of expertise at the end there, and uh, yeah, let's yeah. just put that. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. We'll do intro, ads, Tips's bit of uh, you know technical insight, finish, <laughs> nailed it. If you're new to this podcast, go and check out our best bits. Unfortunately, Coley or Tips isn't in them, but there is plenty of me and Tom Fordyce chatting to some everyday people with some very interesting stories. So go and check it out. See you all Monday. Ta-ra! Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.